Hello, and welcome to the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. We are still playing catch-up with the Disney Dining Show, and because of that, we are really backed up on reviews. This week, we actually have nine, yes, nine reviews to play, which will hopefully catch us back up for good, and then we can get back on track. So get ready for a lot of content. I will say a lot of it is short. Uh, The longest part of it is our review of the offerings that we tried at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, But beyond that, everything's pretty quick. Some of the stuff, uh, of course, is a couple weeks old. So it was more like St. Patrick's Day material that you know, won't even be around much longer. So we're we're just going to kind of, you know, get it all together. And then we're going to move on and look forward to what Disney dining has in store for us in April. So I'm not going to waste any time at all. And we're going to go ahead and jump into our first review. And the first review we have this week comes courtesy of Fiasco. I believe also his wife, Haley. They went to Disney Springs to try some of the treats at Aaron McKenna's. And we've heard reviews from this establishment before. Rhino has gone there and uh, did a little review of it, I think, maybe a year ago in the holiday season-ish time period. So uh, I'm, I'm sure Fiasco got different things with his go around. So. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. Hello, everybody. Fiasco. Haley. Back today from Disney Springs. And after hanging out with Denny and Rhino and talking about, you know, how I'm into vegan stuff, how you're doing a completely gluten-free diet, they said, well, hey, have you ever been to Erin McKenna's Bakery? Because everything they sell there is gluten-free and vegan. And I actually, neither of us actually knew that. Even after living here for quite some time. I know. We're, we're under a rock. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so that's what we're doing today. We're checking out Air McKenna's and we're trying four different items from that bakery. But here we are. Like I said, we got four different things. The first thing we got was the chocolate chip cookie sandwich with cold vanilla frosting for $9. The heart-shaped velvet donut for three fifty. The salted brownie bar. The salted caramel brownie bar that was six twenty-five, And... Two scoops of vegan vanilla ice cream for six fifty, with a ten percent off annual pass discount. That total came out to twenty two seventy three. Mm-hmm. And let's dig in. Let's try it. I'm go excited. for whatever you want first. Ice cream because I feel like it'll melt. I think I got to go for the cookie sandwich for the same reason. Okay, I don't love this. Mm. I don't. No. Um, I love the idea of it. You want to try? I'm going to get you your own spoon. Okay. And then, yeah, I don't love it, and I'll let you know in a second after I give him his bite. I don't love it. It kind of tastes like um, flavored chalk. That's the nicest way I can describe it, and the only way I can describe it. Like I said, I really do love the idea of it, and I'm really happy that it's vegan and gluten-free, because it is hard 
to find ice cream that is and tastes good. And this doesn't really taste good to me. Um, I think there's only um, like two other flavors. It was chocolate and vanilla. They so, were out of chocolate. Yeah, right? they were all out of chocolate. So I was totally fine with getting vanilla. Um, it's just very flavorless. Uh, I feel like I wish it had some toppings on it. Maybe some with caramel or hot fudge or something. But um, it's a no-go for me. I'm going to finish it. I mean, I'm not going to finish it, but I'm going to eat it because it's hot. Out. This cookie, I can't believe it's, it's vegan. Um, this cookie is so good. I can obviously tell the... The middle is not ice cream. It's definitely a ton of sweet frosting. Yeah. Which I probably can't finish, but the cookies itself are delicious. I wanna try, yeah. You wanna try that? Of course I do. Go for it. This and is I'm gonna big too. give the donut a go. But the cookie also was nine dollars. Which is a lot. It's a lot. So while I do like it a lot, I don't know if I'll be coming back to get that because of the price. Mm. It's very good though. This has flavor to it. Okay. The heart-shaped red velvet donut for $3.50 is the show stealer for me right now. Okay. For the price, too, I will be repeating my visit to get one of these. Um, $3.50, a lot for a donut, but much better than, what, $5.50 over at uh, the other place? Can I try it? Yeah, give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a got. Give it a got. Give it a go. English words. Yeah. Difficult. That's good. Again, I can't believe that's vegan too. It's uh, it's so moist. Don't. I use, that, I use that word specifically for Rhino. He hates that word, and I hate it too. I honestly don't like it either. No, it's horrible. It's not a great word. Delete. That's a wet donut though. That's <laughs> a wet donut. And it's a vegan wet donut. All right, let's try this brownie. The brownie, which was six twenty-five. I like it. I already had a bite. I already snuck my bite in. Let me see. I'm going to get another bite. Maybe try some of the ice cream. Maybe the ice cream yes. can be redeemed with the, with the brownie. Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm living for that. The ice cream can be redeemed with the brownie, I feel. Mm. Oh. It's still not the, the greatest ice cream ever. And we eat a lot of vegan ice cream. Coconut milk, almond milk. Um... Six fifty for um, two scoops of ice cream. Is that expensive? That is expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. I think. Like, I know I wouldn't like necessarily pay for that every single time, but like, am I gonna pay for a vanilla cup and the brownie just so I can redeem the vanilla? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's good. All these things are good by itself. You don't need like um, the brownie to fix the vanilla ice cream because the vanilla ice cream just isn't good to me. Maybe you will like it if you've had it before. I I'm curious. I didn't like the vanilla ice cream by itself. But I like it with the brownie. Right. But I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to go get the two items to combine them together. I would go out of my way for the brownie and this. No, no. Personally, on my return trip, the only one of these items I see myself getting again is the donuts. I'm a brownie lover. I love brownies so much. They're just the best thing in the world. I like them more than cookies. So, of course, I had to get this. Is it... Is I mean, since it is gluten-free and vegan, it doesn't taste like, um... Like the best brownie in the world, but this is delicious, and yeah, I will get this again. How much was that? How much was the brownie? The, because the, it's massive. This brownie is six twenty-five, right? Yeah. Yeah, I still think that's expensive. That's just me, but I think the most crazy thing is the cookie good. being nine dollars. That's not worth it. But the don't the donuts are a good value, I think, and and also just like this. 
keeping in mind these these all have no gluten, these all have no dairy, it is hard to make treats like this with those restrictions. It's very difficult. And a lot of times when you have vegan cookies or gluten-free cookies, um, which we've which we've had our fair share of, they're pretty bad. They are pretty bad when you buy them from the supermarket. Like we've bought a number of gluten-free cookies from the supermarket and we've hated them all. A number of vegan cookies from the supermarket and it's been touch and go. Some of them are okay, some of them aren't, aren't very good, some of them are pretty good. Yeah. But it is impressive that this entire bakery prides itself on those two restrictions. Mm -hmm. And with, with that being said, I think these are really superb uh, gluten and, and vegan products. I'm really grateful though. I'm really happy that they have something like this for uh, people who can't have any dairy, any gluten and all that. For sure. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I'm happy like that we get to have this and we have access to this. I mean, some of it's not the taste, some of it doesn't taste the best, but it still does the job. It still create, you know, cures your, your sweet tooth. There. Absolutely. So I'm happy with it overall. The price is it's expensive. I think everything's expensive at Disney though. It's <laughs> not getting any cheaper. Mm -hmm. Next up, we are hearing from Fiasco once again, but this time he's made his way from Disney Springs to Disney's Yacht Club Resort because he is trying a sticky bun. Now, I have no idea why he specifically chose the sticky bun. I'm sure it's part of the review, but yeah, that's what he went there for. So we're just going to have to go ahead, give this one a listen. So I've been walking around all day through Epcot, through the Epcot uh, Resort Showcase, you know, Swan and Dolphin, uh, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, all these areas. And I'm just like, we, we've eaten so much quick service and covered so much quick service food lately. I just couldn't figure out what to get. It's like, nope, we've reviewed that place. Nope, we reviewed that place. We've hit like so many places. It was hard to find something we haven't done yet. And then, lo and behold, as I'm checking literally every quick service location around here for a menu item that would be good to review or uh, we haven't done yet or um, something that I'll eat because there's things that I just won't eat, you know, cheese and stuff. And lo and behold, this beautiful, beautiful sticky cinnamon bun graced my path at the Ale and Compass Market and it looked so good. So, so good. Uh, it was $4.50 and I checked and no, no discounts apply for this. Um, but you know, I always would talk about the Garden Grill cinnamon roll at breakfast. And unfortunately, Garden Grill is not doing breakfast right now, so I have not had my cinnamon roll in such a long time, unfortunately, but this was a pleasant surprise. It was so good. And I, I was really, I was really actually very, very surprised because I got it. I was like, this should be a pretty good cinnamon bun. I figured like, or, I mean, it's a cinnamon bun. How bad could it really be? You can't really mess up a cinnamon bun too much. It must at least be like a nice, you know, doughy cinnamon taste. But this went above and beyond. The cinnamon was just so, it was like a creamy cinnamon. And the consistency of the roll was just perfect. I 
loved this thing. Um, I could not recommend it high enough. Like run, don't walk. It didn't have any of the frosting, the white frosting that you would probably come to expect on a, on a sticky bun or cinnamon bun. Um, but it did have these little small crushed up nuts and extra cinnamon. Like it was just loaded with like a cinnamon glaze. Um, which honestly, I would, I prefer that to the, to the vanilla icing now. Now, let it be told that I have not had anything like this in a while. So I am already feeling it. Um, and also this is like the only thing I've eaten since breakfast and it's, it's like dinner time now. So I really probably should try to nail down some actual food food to eat today. But like I mentioned, like every booth, every quick service place, everything we cover, I walked by, I was like, nope, we've done all that. Or it's a place that like I shouldn't review because I'll, I'll eat like pizza, for example. I eat pizza, but I, I'm a weirdo and I order pizza with no cheese on it. So like I'm obvious, I'm not gonna make a review reviewing my cheeseless pizza because it's just, it speaks to probably like two of you. Um, so that's not a very helpful video. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead now and try to nail down some food food, but this this did give me a little bit of a, a good second wind and it was delicious, it was delicious. We are going to move on to the next review, which comes courtesy of yours truly. I went to Hollywood Studios one morning, something that I rarely do because I just, I, I usually wake up and I jump on my computer and start working and then I go to the parks after that. So it's very rare that I actually get to do anything breakfast related, but I, I literally went there specifically for a breakfast item for this review and it is the uh, Ronto morning wrap. Uh, of course, I love a good Ronto wrap from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but this is the morning version of it and something that I've had multiple times before, but never actually reviewed. And so here it is, the first time ever that I believe we officially reviewed the Ronto morning wrap. Let's give it a listen. Now, what brings me to Black Spire Outpost today? Well, it's for a review that I don't believe I've ever done before. I've had this food item before, but I've never done a proper review for it. And this is the Ronto Morning Wrap. It is $12.49, and it is that grilled pork sausage that we know and love from a Ronto Wrap, wrapped up in an egg omelet that also has shredded cheddar cheese, the peppercorn sauce, and then it's all located right in the pita. And you know me, or you don't, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Ronto wraps are probably my favorite thing to eat in this park, and it's my favorite thing to eat in all of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And anytime I've had this one in the past, I haven't really enjoyed it that much. It just felt like something was lacking, whether it's like the crunch you get from the normal Ronto wrap with the uh, with the slaw that's on there, or, you know, usually a lack of peppercorn sauce is what my complaint is. But going in this with this one and uh, hoping for the best. So here goes nothing. I'm a few bites in, and I have to say I'm actually really enjoying it. I think that the the balance of this one is actually really well done, and I haven't had any major complaints so far with the first couple bites I took. I know it's going to get a little bad here at the end as it starts to get to a section that was burnt, but we'll save that problem for 
later, obviously. But yeah, everything's everything's working with it. The sausage is grilled perfectly. It is juicy. It is dominating the flavor, which I'm completely okay with. The eggs are entirely bland. I mean, really, the eggs, take them or leave them. I, I know it makes it a breakfast sandwich once you add the eggs in, but this is where I get kind of loose with it. Like, you know what, just trade out the eggs for the extra pork and have a regular Ronto wrap. But I, I get it too. It might be too much meat for some people. Uh, the cheese, I could use a little bit more cheese and I could definitely use way more of the peppercorn sauce. I almost wish that the peppercorn sauce came on the side and you could just, you know, dip it in there as much as you want. I'm sure it's really bad for you, but I'd, uh, it adds that peppery zing to this entire thing uh, on top of the, you know, the spiciness of the linguisa pork sausage. So I've still got more to eat here. So let me take a few more bites. Maybe I'll just wrap it up and then let you know my final thoughts. We'll have to see where it goes. I'm basically on my last bite or two. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up and say that I did enjoy this enough that I would recommend it for breakfast. Like I still would recommend the regular Ronto wrap over this one any day of the week. I would even say if you're not like bent on having a breakfast sandwich, then just get the regular Ronto wrap even for breakfast. They're serving it then too. But if you're the type of person that you need to start your day with breakfast and you can't have, you know, something something that's like lunch related for breakfast, then I think this is a good option. I would rather have this than just like an egg and cheese sandwich from somewhere else. Feels a little bit more elevated, feels more unique because of the style to, you know, other places you get an egg sandwich, maybe you get a side with it. But honestly, for a grab and go snack, I think it's the perfect size. It's really filling, maybe too filling for some in the morning, but I like I like a lot of food in the morning, so this works for me. It's just, it's a perfect amount. Again, my only complaints could use, you know, the eggs could use a little more seasoning, could use a little more cheese, and I would love to have more peppercorn sauce, but overall, it's a solid breakfast sandwich. But I still like the regular Ronto wrap better. Okay, here comes the big review in the middle of all of this. Our team's coverage of the 2022 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. I am not sure how many items were tried in total. I want to say I had two. I had three, but I had to cut one out. It just didn't work. Uh, but I had I, I had two items. I believe Denny had four and Fiasco had three. Rhino, unfortunately, was uh, busy with his Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser coverage that he wasn't able to get out and try anything for this reviews, but he's excited to go at some point and review some of the items. But here, here it is for, for what we did have between Fiasco, Denny, and myself. So let's give it a listen. So we're here at Epcot today for Flower and Garden Festival. We are a bit late because if you saw our social feeds or any of our various YouTube channels over the past week or so, uh, it's been all Star Cruiser all the time. But now we're finally getting a chance to head over to Epcot and taste our way around the World Showcase. So that's what we're going to do. Let's get to it. For my first stop here at Flower and Garden this year, I'm going to the Trowel and Trellis to try an item that just joined us last year, and that's the Impossible Korean Short Rib. Uh, that was $6.75, and a fun, cool, really cool fact about this item is each short rib you order saves, what is it, over 17 gallons of water, 
seven miles of travel emissions in 56 square feet of animal habitat. Which, I mean, when you really add that up, for all the short ribs being ordered at the festival, that is pretty incredible. Now, this is obviously, if you don't know, um, Impossible is completely vegan, completely plant-based, no animal products in it at all, and it is a meat substitute. Uh, along with that, you're going to get these green beans, some jasmine rice, a little bit of vegetable slaw, um, and uh, yeah, some, some obviously, uh, it's non-dairy aioli. That is just incredible. I mean... If you're not familiar with uh, vegan plant, um, vegan meat substitute items, Impossible is known for really hitting the nail on the head for being the closest for the texture and the flavor of the actual meat item they're trying to substitute. You can taste it in their hamburgers, and their uh, even their their chicken nugget substitute, and definitely in this short rib, the Impossible meatless meat with the uh, Korean the Korean sauce on there. Oh, that really hits the spot. And this is a this is a hefty bowl for $6.75. I feel like I could really just order this and be good for lunch. Honestly. If I was here on vacation as a plant-based eater and I literally just ordered this single bowl the single bowl of Impossible Short Rib with the rice and the veggies and everything in there, I'd be good till dinner. I would seriously be good to dinner. This is a filling, filling bowl. Um, so as far as getting your values worth, this is this is incredible. Um, I kept wanting to try to create a pun out of Impossible, but incredible is just the only, the only word that can come out of my mouth to describe um, not only the taste of this, but the value. Uh, under $7, and I can be full for lunch. Awesome. Impossible. So I just stopped at Epcot Sunshine Griddle, and I picked up what will be my first thing to try today. I have a couple of desserty sweet things on uh, on the slate for, uh, for today as well, so I figured I would be a good girl and eat my entree-ish food first. So eat my food, then I get to eat my sweets, right? Sure. So I have begun today's adventure with their shrimp and grits. It is a blackened shrimp and uh, cheddar cheese grits with brown gravy and sweet corn salsa. Let me first say that I'm a sucker for shrimp and grits. I really enjoy them. The problem that I can have sometimes with shrimp and grits is that the blackened flavor of the shrimp can lean a little bit too far in the super ultra spicy uh, realm, and I think it kind of takes over the dish. I'm intrigued to try this one because it's got cheddar cheese grits. And anytime you combine grits with cheddar cheese, it's a good thing in my book. So I am in all the way on this. Let me just show you. I know you've already seen B-roll of it, but let me just show you what the, I mean, it's nice and warm. It's kind of an overcast day, as you can see. So I'm hoping this will be yummy, something yummy and warm. I'm gonna get a little bit of everything. I am gonna cut one of the shrimp because y'all don't need to see that. You don't need to see me shove an entire shrimp in my mouth. 
but here we go. We're gonna try to get a little bit of everything. The sweet corn salsa, the cheddar cheese grits, and one of those blackened shrimp. Here we go. There is heat, but it's not too much heat. It's good heat. You can feel it on the back of your, like the back of your mouth. And it's good. It's not at all overpowering. I'm gonna get another bite just with these grits and a little bit of the sweet corn salsa. So for me, the height of cheesy grits is what used to be at the Wave with, um, they would have it on their breakfast buffet, may it rest in peace. Hope it comes back eventually. But it was on their breakfast buffet and also served with their bacon and eggs um, appetizer dinner. It was the Tillamook smoked cheddar cheese grits. Those, like, that's the upper echelon of cheddar cheese grits as far as I'm concerned. This is really good. Nice and creamy. Cheesy without being overly so. And when paired with that brown gravy and the, the, the little crunch of the sweet corn salsa, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. I'm glad I chose well for my first dish today because it gives me higher hopes for the rest of the, the things I'm gonna try here. I'm gonna continue, I'm gonna continue eating my shrimp and grits as I, as I shake the, <laughs> the, the, the camera as I'm filming and I'm trying to cut my shrimp. I mean, yeah, I'm enjoying this one for sure. Let me double check the price because I wanna make sure to get it. I don't wanna tell you anything erroneously. So this is $7.25. So when you're looking at festival food, this is a little bit more expensive than maybe some of the other things that you can choose from. That being said, this is a nice hearty bowl of food. I'm enjoying it. So, so far so good. If I get my, you know, if I feel like I get value for the money spent, we're good. So I've got sunshine griddle, shrimp and grits. Ahoy hoy everyone, it's Craig here and I'm trying my first item of this year's Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival and I'm trying what I was looking forward to the most and that is an item from the La Isla Fresca booth that you can find between Morocco and France and this menu is full of arepas and I chose the one that is topped with chorizo. It is $6.25 and the menu describes it solely as arepa topped with chorizo and i love i love chorizo i cannot get enough chorizo so i'm hoping that this is spicy i'm hoping it's cheesy hoping it's corny i'm hoping it's all those things and more and i will say the plate does uh has some heft to it and the one thing i'm wishing right away i can't really show it here but i'm wishing i would have got a uh a, a knife to cut through this because the fork is not strong enough to to do the job on its own so i'm just gonna have to kind of pick it up with the fork and we're gonna have to go in the dirty way that i don't usually like going that sounded awful please forgive me please please forgive me i'm a few bites in and i have to say this is actually really well done uh, it is slightly spicy because of the chorizo and some of the peppers that are in kind of the chorizo topping that they have but it's not like overly crazy. This is not the spiciest thing that I've ever had involving chorizo, but it still might be a little too much for some people out there. In that case, maybe just stick with the, the basic arepa that is topped with the queso fresco. 
And, you know, the, the Arepa, it's, it feels a little bit more well done. And I'm not saying, like, well done, congratulations. But uh, it, it feels a little bit more well done than other ones I've had before. And I'm not enough of an expert on Arepas to know if this is uh, incorrectly made or not. So I, I apologize in advance for that. I, I say the flavor is good. You know, the, the, it, it's, it's, it's all working. The cheese isn't overpowering. The chorizo is the right amount of spiciness. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this plate. I, I would get this again, for sure. I would try any of the Arepas from here again. I can't remember what the third one was, but I would definitely get this one again. Okay, we have made a full lap around the World Showcase from the beginning of Mexico to all the way in Canada. And we have finally worked off the heavy, impossible dish that we had to start off with. And we've got an appetite for something else. So we stopped at the Northern Bloom to get the beef tenderloin tips for $7. Uh, that was with a mushroom glaze, some whipped potatoes, and carrots, and of course the tenderloin beef. Kind of just the exact opposite of what I just got. Kind of, we got a plant-based short rib, and now we got the actual tenderloin beef. So we're getting the best of both worlds right now, kind of like Hannah Montana. We'll start with a sauced-up carrot. Sauce is good. The beef is most certainly prepared well, which I mean, it's a festival. Lots of people ordering it. Might as well be safe when you're batch creating a bunch of a bunch of beefs and make it well. Sure. I'll let it stand. Potatoes are fine. Um, all in all, this dish is, uh, it's good. I don't foresee on my return trip here with Haley me picking these up again unless she insists. But, um, like I will for the impossible short rib. I'll definitely get that again. But, this is good. Uh, this is a repeat item as well. Kind of what I was expecting. Some years it's better than others. I got one piece of meat that was very tender. I could cut right through with a fork. And another one that's kind of tougher. And by kind of tougher, I mean a lot tougher. Probably just going to skip that piece altogether. And then this bigger piece. Also cannot cut it with a fork. But let's take a bite of it. My opinion has not been swayed. This gets a rating of just okay from me. I have moved not too far from Epcot Sunshine Grill over to the Farmer's Feast. Epcot Farmer's Feast booth. It's here in World Discovery, which used to be Future World West. And I, this is a daring one. I like goat cheese, so it's not like too far afield, I feel like, but it is a little different. I'm going to try the goat cheese creamsicle pot. It's this way. Mm -hmm. It's $4.75 here at Farmer's Feast. And it is part of the early bloom menu. So like we've seen the past uh, few festivals, we'll get a menu um, here at Farmer's Feast. Actually, but it's not been in this location. It's been in others. But you get a, an early menu, you get a mid-festival menu, and you get a late-festival menu. This, this year it's called the early bloom menu. You have a chilled potato leek soup, vichyssoise. You have a char-grilled bison ribeye, the goat cheese creamsicle pop. And then you'll get a springtime menu starting on April 10th. That'll go through May 21st. And then you'll get a summer solstice menu May 22nd through July 4th. There's a tomato and cornbread panzanella on there. So I am intrigued. But back to the early bloom menu. 
<laughs> my Gucci's creamsicle pop. This um, <clears throat> is made with goat cheese creme, orange cream, olive oil cake, cranberry sauce, yes, cranberry sauce, and praline. So, um, yes, the praline we've got in crumbles. This pop, I'm gonna see if it actually, it does actually lift it at like a pop. Okay, that's good. And the cake underneath is two separate pieces. Olive oil cake, I'm intrigued by. I like olive oil things, so I'm all right with that. Um, I am gonna bite a piece of the pop without the cake because, I mean, if we're having a popsicle, you gotta like eat it like a popsicle. There on the other side, that's, um, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that's some of the orange cream that they've dipped it in on the underside. But this is, uh, we've got orange cream on the side. We're just going to try the goat cheese creamsicle pot to begin with. Here, here it goes. Here goes nothing. So, <laughs> so the goat cheese doesn't hit you at first. At least it didn't hit me at first. The citrus notes were, um, of the creamsicle hit first. So yes, that's some of the orange cream there on the underside. Um, and then the goat cheese hits. But it's it's not as blunt. That makes sense. The flavor isn't as blunt as goat cheese can be. It was a little bit more on the mild side, so I didn't I didn't mind it. Not at all. Uh, now I'm gonna take a bite. I'm just gonna Got my fork. I'm gonna take a chunk off of the pot. I'm gonna grab some of this olive oil cake, smear on some of the cranberry sauce, and run it through the orange cream. So I've got everything on this fork all at once. Here we go. All right. All right. I'm trying to analyze exactly. It's funny because you think goat cheese shouldn't be in that flavor profile in your mouth, and yet it is. Like we're eating a popsicle, but but yet it's okay. Again, it's not as over the top and in your face as goat cheese can be. It's a bit milder. So believe it or not, I'm not hating it. Am I gonna get it again? No. I don't think I'm going to. Was it fun to try one time? Absolutely. Listen, there are far too many things in this, this passport, this festival passport, for me to get another goat cheese creamsicle pop. But was it fun and something unique to try one time? And was it, dare I say refreshing? Because it's kind of refreshing. Was it fun to try the first time? Absolutely. So, I see the value in it. I'm gonna get some of these pralines, some more of the orange cream, and you know me, I'm finishing it. I'm gonna finish it, even if it is a goat cheese creamsicle pop. So, it's on to the next snack. My next item comes from Magnolia Terrace. This is a New Orleans-inspired booth that you can find at the American Adventure Pavilion. And I say it's New Orleans-inspired because on the menu you can find items like gumbo, a seafood boil, oysters, and the item that I got, which are house-made boudin bites. These are $5.50, and you get them served on top of Ben's 
original long grain white rice. And you get two boudin balls served on top of that rice. And it looks like there's some sort of like spicy or Cajun mayo on top of it as well, too. And if you don't know what boudin balls are, they are essentially a mixture of pork as well as rice and then seasonings. And then they are cooked all together into just an amazing amount of deliciousness. And I don't have them often. I've really only ever had them at Disneyland when I go to Ralph Brennan's out there. Uh, But I know that anytime I have had them, I've really enjoyed them. And so I'm very hopeful for these as well, too. You know, when I cut them open, it looks like there's a generous amount of rice in the mixture more than the pork. But I'm not going to I'm not going to just look at it and be like, yeah, it's not going to be good because of that. I'm going to actually have to eat it. So here goes nothing. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really enjoying these house-made boudin bites. I think the main reason is because of the texture. I think there is just way too much breading and rice compared to actual pork in there. So it's just, it's not really pleasing for me. And the pork is delivering a little bit of a Cajun spice to it, but not nearly as much as I would like. And I think it actually might be more because of the mayo that's drizzled on top, but I'm not positive about that either. Regardless, it's just not working for me. I I know I've always enjoyed them when I've had them at uh, Ralph Brennan's at Disneyland, like I said, but I'm not enjoying these ones. And so I would say that I would skip these again in the future. You know, if I'm at Ralph Brennan's in Disneyland, I would definitely get them there. Probably get them if I was at a restaurant in New Orleans and saw them on the menu and just try them out. Heck, we even have a, a New Orleans restaurant here in in right just north of Walt Disney World property that I'd probably try them at if they were on the menu, but definitely not these ones. So just, it's not working for me. I have made my way across the World Showcase, around the World Showcase. Across the world, around the world. I've made my way to La Isla Fresca. It's a, it's a booth that you'll find in between the Morocco and France pavilions. It morphs into different um, booths for every festival. Laheim is found here for the, the festival of holidays. You can find um, Encanto themed things, or we found Encanto themed uh, food for um, Festival of the Art. So now it's La Isla Fresca and and I will find things with a bit of a Latin flair and flavor here and I have opted for another something sweet. Uh, I know it doesn't shock you at all. (laughs) So I'm having the coconut tres leches cake. I was like a moth to to a flame with this cake. I made tres leches cake. I had and made tres leches cake for the very first time last year for Saturday snacks. I made the classic Epcot recipe that they used to serve here for food and wine festival. And let me tell you, tres leches cake, if you've never tried one, it is unbelievably good. You think, okay, I'm pouring all this milk into this cake. What in the world is this gonna be? It's gonna be magic. That's what it's gonna be. And that's what it was. So, um, La Isla Fresca's version of the Tres Leches cake, like I said, is coconut. It's also plant-based, so there's no um, meat in it, no honey in it, no animal byproducts at all. It also satisfies one of the um, one of the the items for the Garden Grays, because as you may or may not know, with Epcot festivals, we get scavenger hunts, and I love a scavenger hunt. 
So I have already begun the garden graze. I've never completed this one actually. So I'm excited that the coconut tricelestrate cake is actually on the garden graze. And I've gotten my little stamp from the cast member here at Las, Las Isla, La Isla Fresca. Let's see if I can say that. Let me read off their description of this dish for you. It is a, a vanilla cake soaked in oat milk, almond milk, and coconut milk with toasted coconut. So that's your three, um, your three milks is going to be almond, coconut, and oat milk. Pretty, pretty intriguing. Um, and it is $4.50. Now I didn't just get the tres leches cake. I also got the tropical breeze, which is a lemonade uh, based drink. It is non-alcoholic. You can get non-alcoholic for $4.50, or you can get a version with rum in it for more. <laughs> I don't know the price of the one with rum. I apologize. I'll hunt that down. But this is $4.50. It is uh, lemonade with grapefruit syrup and simple syrup. So I'm intrigued because it'll be tart from that lemonade. It'll be in the grapefruit juice and it'll also be sweet from the simple syrup. So I'm excited about that. But first things first, well, now let's, let's, let's reward. We'll reward ourselves for making it this far and have a, a sip of the drink first. Tropical breeze, let's see. Good morning. Okay. So, what it says, grapefruit syrup. It means the whole grapefruit. We've just mashed it up and shoved it into the drink. That is so grapefruit heavy forward. It's like a little smack on the face there. I'm awake now. I will finish it. <laughs> you know me, I will finish it, but man, okay. I have to have another sip. Maybe if I take a spoon to it and I stir it up, That'll, that'll bring the simple syrup. I mean, I can taste the simple syrup. It's kind of on the back end of things, but it is definitely grapefruit forward. So if grapefruit ain't your thing, neither is the tropical breeze, don't get it. Uh, maybe with the rum in it, maybe you don't care that it's so grapefruit forward if you got rum going on in it. Here's my tres leches cake, coconut tres leches cake. Remember, it's plant-based. So if you lead a plant-based life, this is going to be your jam. Well, at least I hope. I hope it's a good trust leches. All right, there's the cake. As I shake the table, forgive me. There's the cake. Coconuts flying everywhere. You can see, and forgive me, Rhino, but it's moist. You can see that the cake is moist. That's what you want with a trace leches cake. You want it to be moist and yet hold together. You don't want it to be one, you know, clump of goo. It's not a bread pudding. This is not a bread pudding. This is a cake. So, but you do want it to be moist. It's a little bit moi more moist. I'm really ringing all the bells for Rhino. I'm sorry about that, bud. Um, yeah, it's more moist than I would want for a tres leches cake because you can see where it starts to be cake and then just kind of goes to mush and gets a little drippy and you kind of want it to be more cake throughout, just on the on the damp 
side effects, but I am gonna take another bite. Yeah, see the top layers actually cake-like and then it just kind of goes to mush at the bottom. I hate to say this, this is disappointing. It is what it is. I didn't make it, so, but I, I tell ya, it, it is just, yeah, it's way too mushy at the bottom. And I'm, I'm even digging in, I'm digging around hoping it gets better. Um, it does not. And even though I'm someone, as I talk with my mouth full, forgive me, even though I'm someone who likes to finish these Epcot treats, because, I mean, let's talk about it, right? This, this is expensive stuff. You can't just, this is $4.50. $4.50. You start making poor choices, that racks up. And if you're making good choices and spending money, then okay, you feel, I feel okay about it. But money doesn't grow on trees, even though we got plenty of them around here. None grow on trees. And so you and I have to be really, you have to think about what we're doing. That is not the texture I want a Tres Leches cake to be. So unfortunately, this one is definitely a no for me. Sad. Actually, just hashtag Epcot sad. <laughs> I'm so sad, I think I'll have another drink. <laughs> All right, skip that coconut trace leches. I'm glad I got credit for it on the Garden Grays. And I think I'm gonna try to complete that this year, but unfortunately skip it so those two items seriously filled me up but i did save a little bit of room for dessert so i headed over to the flavorful kitchen to get the strawberry mousse for 4.75 this is a strawberry mousse candy bar with gummy worms cut up strawberries and some little cookie crumbles so let's dig on in this excited me oh and inside there's some chocolate chips it looks like too Mm-mm-mm, that is good. The mousse is cold, it's refreshing. Perfect for a hot spring day. Yeah, okay, so you if you're staying for the parade, you're staying for the conference. When there are those chocolate balls inside of the mousse, they really give it that nice dessert pop. The gummy worms are, of course, your uh, basic worms and dirt kind of gummy worms. I guess it is kind of a little bit of worms and dirt on the side. You got that cookie crumble with the strawberries and extra gummy worms, too. And those strawberries are damn good. It's like fresh organic strawberries straight from Whole Foods. I'm digging it. I'm, uh, I am not regretting picking this one up. Um, if you like strawberry, if you like chocolate... This is a dessert I would highly recommend. Moving on, we are going to have a twofer.
We're going to call it a two for one because Rhino and I went out in the middle of March to Disney Springs to try some of the St. Patrick's Day items that they had that were around for the month of March. And uh, well, you know, it's one of those things where we didn't get the same like we didn't get the two items from the same exact booth. But because they kind of go together and we're together on both of those reviews, rather than me say, hey, here's this review of Deluxe Burger. And then that was great. But also on that same day, we ate at the Daily Poutine. Rather than do that, I'm just going to lump them all together. So it's going to roll one right into the next. And it's our St. Patrick's Day special just way late. But hey, if these items come back around next year, then you'll be well informed on them. But anyways, let's go ahead. Give that review a listen. Rhino, where are we eating at today? Well, today, we uh, it seems like these days, whenever we are brought together for a food item, it is at Deluxe Burger. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we, love the, uh, we love the classic turkey burger, the Thanksgiving specialty treat. And for St. Patty's Day, they have one out here, too, the Dublin Burger. Yes, they do. So... I'm very excited to try it. Corned beef on a burger. How can you go wrong? You throw corned beef in anything, I'm going to try it. Exactly. So let's go ahead. We're going to place our mobile order because this time it is in the app. So that's a big lifesaver. And we'll figure out all the details after on how much it costs and like how long it's available for. And uh, we'll, we'll just go from there. So let's place that mobile order. Let's get to it. It's at our table now. We have it. The Dublin Burger. It is $13.49. It is two pressed signature blend beef patties with Irish cheddar, corned beef, shoestring fried onions, Irish stout barbecue sauce, lettuce, and grilled onions. And when we opened up this burger and really looked at it, it was very interesting. It looks very messy. It looks very soggy. Uh, after a little bit of staring at it, Rhino said, hey, that looks like a tongue on there. And that was actually my first thought, but I was like, if I say that to him, it's going to really gross him out. So I'm going <laughs> to not do that. But yeah, so now all we're thinking about is this big beef burger that looks like it has a giant tongue on it with the onions and stuff. I will say the bottom of the bun is completely soaked in the barbecue sauce. It is soggy. So it's going to be gross for that reason. Cross-section, though. It's a beautiful cut by Rhino. He cut this thing like a master, and now uh, now it needs to be eaten. Oh, my gosh, this is messy. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Lean forward. I have to say, maybe it's just the uh, chubby soul that's in me, but I'm actually really enjoying this. Uh, my biggest problem with it is actually the beef patties themselves. Uh, this is the exact same way it looked when it was sat down in front of us before we really started taking photos with it. It just looked overcooked right away, and that's that's exactly what it is. It's almost to the point that the, the beef in there is getting a little bit dry, but there's enough wetness happening in this to kind of make up for that. Uh, the corned beef adds a, you know, it adds a decent flavor to it. The cheese is kind of getting lost on me, but maybe it's just the, the piece I had. But when you sandwich it between the beef and the corned beef, you know, there's not... It's kind of, it's going to get lost in all those flavors. So despite the sogginess, I, I think it's actually good. It's like a good barbecue burger. And if you think of the corned beef more as like a bacon, it's kind of like a bacon barbecue burger in a way. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. But Rhino, I think it's your turn. Nothing like describing food as wet. I will point that out. I'm just going to, I'm going to go in here to get the tongue of the corned beef. Oh, 
god, I definitely agree with you about the burgers. It's like, they are, they are, it, it, it's giving them like a really dry, like a texture that like I didn't expect to come through here, but I think the corn beef actually adds a, like an interesting amount of saltiness to the burger um, that, that works with that sweetness of the barbecue sauce really well. I don't really get a ton of the cheese on mine either. I feel like it does get lost in there. Like, I can see it, but I don't know. I like the the big, the chunk of lettuce is nice and fresh, which almost gives it like a little bit of a crunch that I that I like here. But um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's flavorful. I think the onions, the crispy onions, or if they were supposed to be crispy at one time, those those also kind of kind of get a little lost. Lost. So I feel like they're like, I don't know that you need them. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good. Dumbling. Yes, we, we we're done. Yeah. How offensive. Yeah, probably a little bit offensive. So I when I looked up after we were done eating to uh, just double check to see when this burger was available uh, through, which is March 31st, something we didn't notice when we went into the burger, and it's not in any of the descriptions, but in the pretty photo of the burger, it's got a tomato in it. It does. It's like stacked high. I don't know that I would have liked it better with the tomato, so I'm okay with it having not been in there. But overall, like I actually thought this burger was pretty enjoyable. Thirteen forty nine um, was before tax, and then there's an annual pass holder discount here as well. So I'm not sure what the actual total was for us. But um, I mean, it, I thought it was. Uh, I thought the burger patties, like you said earlier, could have been a little bit better. But the the corned beef was like real good on that, and it added this like saltiness to it. And we were talking about the barbecue sauce. Because it was supposed to be like an Irish stout barbecue sauce that we think maybe got like boiled down a little bit that made it almost like a... I said it reminded me of like a jam or a jelly had yeah. that like sweetness like that. Like so it was like a really concentrated barbecue sauce. Yeah, it, so was, it was like a reduction. Yes, so. reduction. Yeah, yeah. So, But, but uh, I mean... It was, yeah, no, it was one of the better of the specialty oh, yeah. burgers that I think I've had here at Deluxe Burger. And I probably... You know, I, I'd probably get it again in the future if they ever offered yeah. it, and I was really in the mood for it. But, um, you know, the, the textures could have been a little bit more varied. That was yeah. probably the only lacking thing. Maybe the tomato could have helped with that a little bit. But overall, you know, I, I thought the flavors were interesting. The sweet with the yeah. salty. It worked for me. I, I think you made a good point, is that when we did the video of us eating the uh, turkey burger this last November, when we split that in half, we both were like, what a mistake, we should have each gotten one. We didn't feel like that with this one, no. necessarily, so it's not it's not that we didn't like it, but it didn't, it didn't have that immediate, like, classic, but I am with you, I think I would, I'd split it again with somebody, yeah. I don't know that I would want to eat a whole one. I'm not a two, I'm not a two burger patty person. Yeah, for sure, I completely agree with you. Rhino, what are we getting? Uh, there is an Irish banga stout. Normally, in years past, it's been, I believe, a corned beef uh, with like a beer cheese on yeah. it. And that has been one of my favorites that they've ever done. So I was shocked to see that this year it's a little different. It's like an Irish uh, sausage and gravy thing. Yeah, keeping it keeping it all uh, fresh. Keeping yeah. us on our toes with that. So I'm looking forward to it. And unfortunately, no mobile order here. So we're just going to have to walk up to the window, pay, and get our poutine. We have our Irish pork bangers poutine, a nickname I had in high school. And uh, so this is Irish cheddar, onion marmalade, stout gravy, and french fries. And I have never received an item, I think, at Disney that has looked less like the photograph 
than this item does. This looks like the Barb and Star hot dog casserole scooped on top of french fries right now. So let's hope that looks are deceiving. There is, I was worried there wasn't any cheese, but it kind of like melted in there. Oh God, this is awful. I don't, I don't even, I don't think I'm gonna stomach this. It's like little, it's literally like a little hot dog. Okay, stout gravy. I mean, it's definitely gravy. It's very gravy heavy. Again, it's like super salty, very sodium heavy. I don't even know what these, I mean, it's definitely pork. I don't, I don't think I like this. It's like, just like slop, salty slop with what feels like low grade pork on the fries. I don't know. You, you try it and tell me if you think it's any different. This is absolutely like one of the most unappetizing things that we've ever ordered just looking at it. And the thing that like grosses me out more than anything is that the cheese that has melted, it's kind of giving that texture off of like when it's really stringy and it can get really thin. It looks like there's hairs oh, that are like just in there. And then I'm like freaking out for a second thinking, am I, am I eating hair or am I eating poutine? But in this case... It's poutine. That's that's cheese, but here goes first bite. Rhino is absolutely correct. The predominant flavor in this poutine is salt. Like, salt. And, I mean, it should have been obvious to us just looking at it. And now I'm, I'm trying to get the piece that I really want that's a good one. But, of course, it's falling on here all the time. I don't know if you can actually see well on there. This french fry is like loaded in salt yeah actually that's I, like, like great. it's like somebody dropped it in a bag yeah it is disgustingly loaded with salt uh just just way overdone and so that's what's actually coming through the most the the pork i mean i can't even tell you if it's good or bad or not because i can barely taste it in there the gravy's not a terrible gravy but there's nothing that distinguishes it as a stout gravy like i would hope it for it to be maybe a little thicker just just something that has a little extra flavor, but it's all just salt. It's salt. This was a loser, Did for not sure. Did for it. No. Not. This was probably the worst thing I've ever had from the Daily Poutine, and I've had a lot. Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. Yeah, I've had almost every single specialty item they've had throughout the years, and I would not even slightly consider getting this one again. Mm. And it was, it's just like it's like it was. It, I, I said at the end there, it felt like it was that thing when you go to the beach and you've been swimming and your throat because you keep the water keeps getting in your yep. throat. You're like, oh, I've got a sore throat. That's what it feels like when you're done eating. Yeah, I feel like I'm legitimately having like chest pressure right now. Yeah. That I just I consumed way too much sodium and it's not a good thing. I just say, I say pass the, pass on this and they added the uh, Korean uh, barbecue to the regular menu. That has been one of my favorite ones. So I'd say check out one of the ones on the regular menu yeah. instead. Check out anything except this one and hopefully they do not bring it back again next yeah. year. Bring back the corned beef one. Yeah, you can never go wrong with corned beef. We're going to stay at Disney Springs for the next couple reviews, but this time around it is Fiasco. He went to try the new booth Swirls on the Water, and this is a new Dole Whip booth that uh, completely erased the existence of the Aristocrips booth. 
So that is now gone and it is all dual whip based. And I mean, you kind of saw this coming with all the different dual whips that they've added, like at the, the one place in the marketplace area. I can't remember the exact name of that booth, but you know, they they were clearly like they've gotten so attached to trying all these different flavors that you knew something was going to come in a bigger way along the line. And it's finally here. So fiasco, always quick to go try some new dual whips. So this one comes courtesy of him. Let's give it a listen. Hello, everybody. Fiasco here today back at Disney Springs. And uh, as you can see, our mouths are kind of blue. Blue like little kids that just had a freeze pop. But we didn't just have a freeze pop. We just had a Dole Whip. And we're going to tell you all about that in just a moment. So, yeah, here we are at Disney Springs. And we went for the first time to Swirls by the Water. This is a kiosk over by Rainforest Cafe by the bridge there. It used to be the Amaretz Pastry Kiosk that was virtually never open. And now it's the location for Dole Whips. Uh, I was surprised when I went by Marketplace Snacks to see they no longer served Dole Whip. And then found out that you're going to get it here. Uh, And they have a variety of different Dole Whips you could indulge in. And Haley, will you grab the mic for me so I can let everybody know what... They can expect to see. This new, what's it called? Swirls by the water. Swirls by the water. Swirls by the water. And when you're there, uh, so by the way, the digital menu you're going to see on My Disney Experience and on the website is wrong. It does not include all the options and it's kind of, it's just not the same menu. So I will come back in a minute and show you what the actual menu says because we didn't even get what's on the digital menu. But on the digital menu, it is offering uh, Dole Whip Habanero Lime Nachos for $8.99, the 50th Celebration Cone for $5.49, which is what we ended up getting, but it wasn't the 50th Celebration part of it, which I'll explain in a minute. The Dole Whip Flight for $4.49, and then a bunch of different floats. So with the 50th Celebration Cone, that is described for $5.49 as a Dole Whip with lemon and cookie dough soft serve swirl in a cone with iridescent sprinkles and a Mickey topper. That is not what we got. We just got the ice cream and it was the same price. Mm. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh. But what do you think about it? Well. Oops, sorry. My um, My hand's getting tired. Are my lips actually blue? Yeah. yeah. No, they're definitely okay. blue. Um, what do I think of the ice cream itself? I thought it was bad. It um, kind of tasted like a... When I was eating, I was thinking, I was like, this is actually what it tastes like. A frozen marshmallow peep like you get in your easter basket and you would throw to the side as a kid because no one likes peeps and then if you're one of those people those peeps that likes peeps you're a weirdo (laughs) i'm just kidding calling calling you out if you like peeps right around easter time too that's kind of that's risky people might like peeps and they might be eating peeps right now while watching this video listen peeps (laughs) throw away your peeps they're gross (laughs) okay sunglasses are going on but anyway, yeah, it tasted like a peep, like a frozen peep. I didn't like it. I agree. Uh, the blue was advertised as cookie dough. It did not taste like cookie dough. Cookie dough is like my no. favorite type of ice cream ever. did not taste like cookie dough. This was, if, if, if we're going to classify this as cookie dough, this is, was like the most garbage cookie dough ice cream I ever got. If I bought this at a grocery store and it was labeled blue cookie dough... I would return it, and I never return groceries, but I'd be that angry I was that gonna I say, would return it. Um, no, you wouldn't. You would let it sit in the freezer until the expiration date says throw it out. Yeah, I don't return groceries, but this one I would return because I'd be so upset at the false advertising. Yeah, no. I thought um, what it 
could have used is like a little bit of like tartness, maybe more of a sour kind of flavor that goes into it. So it um, meshes well with that cookie dough taste. Well, it had the, the lemon, which I didn't like either. No, then what is happening? It's a mess because it did not have that sour taste that it needed. It just tasted like flavorless, I, cold peeps. I agree with the peeps thing. The, I, the the lemon one was very lemon, but it was almost like, eh, this was too much. I didn't think it mixed well together at all. There was no lemon I tasted. What lemon you are you You were just tasting? going all for the blue then. That's why your yeah. mouth is so blue. Bad one. It's not a good Dole Whip. I know we've tried special Dole Whips in the past before. Yeah. Like, what, a long time ago, yeah, we, we tried a, what was like, a Valentine's Day Valentine's one? Valentine's Day and all the different ones, really. Yeah. And I got to say, this one was probably the worst special Dole Whip that I've had. So. Yeah. I would probably agree with you. And it's not going to last, probably, so there's no reason to rush over and get it. Right. I would say skip out on this one and don't really worry about it. Get yourself a regular Dole Whip or try the other, like, try the flights. Those look good. Yeah, I know. Then they have the regular flavor there, too. And so, actually, I'm going to end off here, and I'm going to go back over to Squirrels by the Water and show y'all the menu so you can actually see what the physical menu here is because you're not, that's not what they're showing us online. And can I just mention that name of, of the... Chaos Squirrels by the Water is great. It is it a great is a name. Great name. It Whoever is a great thought name. of that, good job. Because I was like, "Well, wow, that's a great name. I like that Squirrels by the Water." And our last review at Disney Springs is myself uh, finally trying a chicken sandwich that was requested of me to try a long, long time ago at Everglazed. Uh, it's their their chicken sandwich that they have on their savory menu and. I get into it in the review, but I decided to do this one. Like, if I walked up and they asked if I wanted to get it on the donut bun for a dollar more, if if I got asked that, I was going to say yes automatically to it. And now I'm really regretting it. Uh, and you'll hear from the review, but I, I might actually go back and try this one sometime soon with actually a normal bun just to see if it helps a little bit. But you'll understand in due time. Let's go ahead and listen to the review. Today at Disney Springs, I have made my way over to Everglazed, but not for a donut. It was requested that I come over here and try their chicken sandwich, and so I am finally making that happen. And you know, they do have burgers here, they have the chicken sandwich, they have breakfast sandwiches. It's not just donuts, but then you can also get the sandwiches made with donuts too. So you know what, it can kind of be a best of both worlds type thing. So the chicken sandwich on the menu is the funky chicken, and it is a piece of fried chicken with ranch slaw, barbecue sauce, spicy mayo, and bread and butter pickles. And it is $13 served on a King's Hawaiian roll, but for a dollar more, you can get it served on a grilled donut that they cut in half. And I went into this saying, if they offer me the donut, I will take it. If not, I'm just going to get it normal because I don't really love donuts as buns. You know, I've, I've had them plenty of times on burgers and stuff, and it does add for a nice, like, sweet, savory balance, but it's not my favorite thing. But in this situation, I got up to the register and put in the order, and it was asked if I would like the donut, so I went with the donut. And I will just say, this thing is massive, and it is sloppy. I have cut it into quarters, 
just to try to make it a little bit easier on me as I eat this, but it's still gonna be very difficult. So I'm gonna go ahead and stop talking and just dig into this thing. This thing is ridiculously sweet. And I mean, I guess I should have figured that out considering it is served on a glazed donut. So it's just a sugar bun essentially. But then the barbecue sauce they use is also very, very sugary. Uh, the spicy mayo is kind of getting lost in here, unfortunately. And, you know, the, the ranch slaw isn't really cooling it down at all. There is a little bit of dill in there that's uh, kind of coming through, but it's not doing anything to really get rid of the sweetness for it. So I think you're at a disadvantage getting this on an actual glazed donut. I think that that works better with hamburgers, but I still have a little bit more sandwich to eat here. So I'm not, I'm not going to make any... Uh, quick judgments yet until I'm completely finished with it. I'm finished with my funky chicken sandwich from Everglazed and led to recap, it was a piece of fried chicken topped with ranch slaw, barbecue sauce, spicy mayo, and then bread and butter pickles. And it comes served on a King's Hawaiian roll or for a dollar more, you can have it on a glazed donut. And it did not get any less sweet as I made my way through it. It might've gotten sweeter which makes sense. There just wasn't any amount of salt or anything that was able to cut that sweetness. And granted, that's my fault. I'm not gonna sit here and complain about it too much because I'm the one who said, hey, if they ask if I want it on a glazed donut, you know, just go ahead and get that. And that's what ultimately happened. And that's why I got stuck with all that amount of sweetness. And you know, the King's Hawaiian roll, granted that would have been a little bit sweet just by itself too, but not nearly on the same level. So instead of talking about the entire sandwich as a whole, I wanna talk more about you know what was on the sandwich. And the fried chicken was cooked really well. It was still moist on the inside, but very crispy on the outside. And the ranch slaw I did think was very nice with the dill. It just didn't really power through the sweetness of the barbecue sauce. It tasted like a cheap barbecue sauce, to be honest and there was way too much of it on there. They needed about a third of the amount on there and it would have been fine. And the spicy mayo just got lost in this entire thing. And I would have rather had more spicy mayo and less of the actual barbecue sauce, but it's how it all came together. And I actually think this is a really decent, uh, decent chicken sandwich as it is. You know, it is, it is expensive. $13 for just the sandwich as it is, or 14 for the donut bun, that is expensive. Uh, considering you can also get french fries here, which, you know, maybe if you want a full meal out of it, then you would want the french fries on top of it too, but not on top of the actual sandwich, but on top of the sandwich you are getting. I, I still just repeated the same thing. I don't know why I did that. Anyways, in addition, in addition to the sandwich, you can also get the french fries too. Uh, but once you get there, I think the french fries were $6 or like $7 for the spicy version. You're starting to get up to a $20 meal. And granted, there are discounts for military, annual pass, DVC, but it's still very expensive for just one meal. And that's always been the case with Everglades. It's just expensive. Their donuts are expensive. Their sandwiches are expensive. Everything is expensive about it. And it's not that it's bad. It's just, it needs to wow me a little bit more to really justify the price. And this sandwich didn't quite do so, but I will say there was promise in it. And I'd be interested in coming back and getting it the, you know, the original way with just the regular bun or getting a burger, but 
as it is the way I got it, you know, it wasn't the greatest, it wasn't worth the price, but I'm glad I finally tried it. Finally, we are at our last review, and this one comes courtesy of Fiasco. He went to Pizza Rizzo, which is a place that I can't believe how many reviews we've had from there in recent years, but it's yet another one. And uh, this time around, he gets to try one of his favorite food items, uh, pizza, but... But the kicker is he gets to do it with a dairy-free cheese. Fiasco, of course, is uh, deals with lactose intolerance and it just doesn't feel great with it. So he has the habit of going places and ordering pizza without cheese, which, you know, it always makes it weird when we review that stuff. But uh, still, still what he goes for. So here he found an alternate. But we're just going to have to, you know, to find out what he really thinks about this one. We're just going to have to give it a listen. Hello, everybody. Fiasco back again this time from Pizza Rizzo at Disney's Hollywood Studios to try something I've never done here before, and that is to opt into the allergy-friendly menu and get a pepperoni pizza with non-dairy cheese. So we're going to see what that's all about. All right, so I just sat down and actually just ate most of my fake cheese pepperoni pizza. The first little bit of disappointment I had is when I got up to the mobile order check-in and asked what this fake cheese was and found out it was Daya, which as a somebody who previously ate a full vegan diet, I am very familiar with Daya. Um, I've gotten a lot of Daya pizzas at the grocery store before, and I am not a huge fan of it. The reason being is because it's super, super sticky. It really sticks to your teeth and the roof of your mouth. And if texture is important to you when you eat like it's important to me, texture is a big part of whether or not I'm going to like something. Um, it just kind of turns me off because of how sticky it is. I don't love that. And this pizza was indeed pretty sticky with the fake cheese. Um, with that being said, I could tell this pizza was made a little bit different than the ones I normally see at Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo is not a place I get pizza, uh, really ever, but I walk by often and see the different little fun-sized pizzas, and they're very fluffy. Um, they're very, you know, thick, fluffy dough pizzas. This was a thin crust. It was a thin crust pizza and oily, um, so that was a little bit of a surprise. With that also being said, um, the sauce is pretty bland. Um, I would almost like to say that I would come back and order this again and maybe just go straight to the register because we know they can make custom pizzas to just ask for just the bread, the sauce, and the pepperoni with none, no, no cheese, no diet cheese, none of that. And I might like it if the sauce wasn't so bland. Um, I did get a packet of crushed red pepper, sprinkled that on there for the, th the third slice, hoping to spice things up a bit and it kind of did the trick but I still couldn't get over how sticky that fake Daya cheese was. Now this may not apply to everybody. Daya is obviously probably the most popular cheese alternative brand out there so they're obviously doing something right and appealing to a wide variety of um, you know plant-based eaters or this really isn't a plant-based pepperoni on it but you get what I'm saying. 
I don't think I would order this again like this. Wasn't a great pizza. Um, my standard for pizza is pretty high. I come from Massachusetts. I've lived lots of other places in the country and I've had my fair share of really good pizza and this just doesn't hit the mark for me, especially for the price of $11. Not great. However, however, uh, to give credit where credit is due to Pizza Rizzo, the last time I ate here, I got the spicy sausage plant-based Italian sub that is their fully plant-based option right there on the My Disney Experience and regular menu. Uh, I got that. That was amazing. I was this close to not even making a video today and just getting that sub because that's what I actually wanted for lunch. But I said, no, you know what? I should try something different and make a video out of it, and that is what I did. But will I be returning here to order this diet fake cheese pizza? No. Will I come back and get the plant-based sausage sub? Absolutely. So at least I know if I'm in a party uh, that wants to eat a pizza rizzo that I will have no issues finding something that I will like. And if you are uh, dairy-free for any reason, and you know Daya, you like Daya, just know that's the cheese that you're going to get on the dairy-free pizzas. So I know a lot of people like Daya. I know Haley has no problem with Daya. A lot of uh, plant-based friends of mine that um, that still are plant-based, they, they eat Daya. So just not for me. With that being said, you also get a little side salad. It's just a couple lettuce with a couple tomatoes in it. Not much to say about that, but I will taste a tomato for you right now. The tomato doesn't taste fresh. It tastes like it could have been previously frozen to sustain its life, um, its shelf life, and unthawed later. It's fine, though. I wasn't even expecting the salad. I was just wanting to try out this, uh, this pizza, because I, th I didn't even know that they did this. Um, and they also, if you, here's the look at my last slice. I probably won't finish, to be honest. Um, but if you didn't know, when you go on the My Disney Experience app and you go to Pizza Rizzo, scroll all the way down to the bottom of their mobile ordering menu, and you're going to see an allergy section that you can check off dairy, gluten, fish, whatever. And, uh, you'll be able to order most of the entire menu in an allergy option, which is pretty cool. Maybe I'll come back here another time and get Haley to do it in a gluten-free way and we'll see how the, the dough holds up. Because one thing I will say about this pizza is um, the crust is good. The crust, I really like the crust actually. The thin crust, crispy. I like that a lot. I just wish the sauce was a little bit more flavorful. And yeah, diet cheese is a, is a bummer. For me. And that's going to do it with this week's Disney Dining Show. We are out of reviews. We are all caught up. So now we can move on 
forward. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Disney Dining Show, which you might not have just because it was a lot of material, uh, I I do apologize for that. But it's it's just how I have to play catch up sometime. But if you did enjoy it, please make sure to subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts or I believe now Spotify, uh, leave us a review. Helps more people find the show if uh, we're getting great reviews on it. And then also, of course, too, if you want to support us more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for me this week on the Disney Dining Show. I'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye bye. Stay hungry. Stay hungry.